Hello and welcome to the first full-time whistle end of the season awards. Uh, I'm joined today by Luke, George and Jack. Nice to see you. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> we're here today to celebrate the highs and lows and the in-betweens of the Premier League season, which is why I've compiled a list of awards which will be open to debate. So let's get straight into it, shall we? Great intro, by the way. Yes. Big fan. Excellent. Awesome. I was trying to incorporate a bit of uh, Alex Zane, if you've heard of him. (laughs) I don't know why. I just want to quickly mention Vito. Do you remember when we when you did the intro for Robbie Knox on our previous podcast? Uh, I don't. I don't know if this beats that or not. Very niche reference there. Thank you. I tried my hardest. (laughs) Sorry. Get get into it. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, we're going to start with the best forward. Award. Oh, shit. I had an award in my bedroom, but never mind. It's fine. Uh, this is the award. Uh, I've given it to Hyung <laughs> Min Son. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's going to rattle some cages. One cage. <laughs> There's one. Yeah, one cage. No. This cage is already settled that I'm going to have to lose that one tonight. Yeah. What do you reckon? Good or? It depends, doesn't it? Who you're classifying as a forward because it it's so like fluid but that's the thing i do think you've got to if if yeah it's between probably the two obviously it does but i think f- it's been more of a challenge for son if in a way you know being in a a team like tottenham going up and down in a roller coaster it's kind of been a bit more difficult i reckon mm. i probably would veer towards son to be honest this season because like yeah obviously the fact that they've both joint top scorers proves that they basically are if you're looking at the bare sort of basics of what a forward does yeah they are definitely the two best but yeah also obviously son hasn't been the penalty taker this season all his goals have been from come from free play um again Rito said he's been um in a team with harry kane as well um so normally be getting the balls into kane he's been creating a lot of his own chances and stuff so yeah no i'd i'd agree with the first award there Vito. I, I agree, but I do think the whole no penalties thing is rubbish because a penalty, like once you've got it, you can miss it. Do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I still, I, I think Son, I think it's correct with Son, and like like Jack said, it is harder to score from open play. But everywhere on Twitter, it's like Son should have won the Golden Boot because he didn't score any penalties. It's like, no, mm-hmm. like you don't. Once you've got mm-hmm. a penalty, that's just not not just a number on your list. Like you still actually have to score it. But I, I'll concede on Son. I'll have to. That is true. Is there any like? This is probably Vito's job, but are there any like honourable mentions? I can't think of like who else would even be in the conversation. Ronaldo in that team, yeah, eight, yeah eighteen yeah. goals in, in that season. team. Without him, they Fair point. bottom half of the table, don't they? Yeah, well, you think about when players you've got. Obviously, Kane's what the fourth top goal scorer this season as well. So having two in the top four goal scorers in the in the in the Spurs team this season, and then obviously as you said, Ronaldo. They've like every game Ronaldo's played, they've kind of they haven't lost, they haven't lost the game, or they haven't, yeah, and lost the game with Ronaldo playing. So it kind of shows. You know, I think it's mad that Son and Kane, at least one of them, is in sort of the top two or three every single season, yet Spurs are never in the top two or three. Mm. It's mad how yeah. when you think with goal, consistent goal scorers like that, that they'd be right up there, but they're just that is true. I think they are. That's the problem. They rely so heavily on on those two players. 
Yeah, I do well, think they're heading, heading in the right direction, though, because I think their defence has definitely like, improved a lot. The midfield's improved. I, I don't know. It, it all depends on how long Conte stays around for, but Romero's had a good season. We've obviously seen like Ben Davis come back in, like Dyer. Like they've been all, they've been fairly decent, I think. And even like Emerson Royale, I think's had a good spell under Conte as well. He's getting he's in, <laughs> don't know whether good is slightly extreme. Better, he's yeah, in, better. He's definitely good improved. isn't good enough. We want better. Yeah. Thing, thing is with um, with Spurs though, like say they've got 150 million this summer, they've got to spend 80 of that on Kulisevsky and Romero. So like over half of it's going to be gone on players they already have. So I think Conte needs a couple of years there. I don't. I think some Spurs fans might be a bit not impatient, but think like next season we're going to break the top three, whereas the half of their budget realistically is going to go on players they've already had this season. Yeah, I think they just need to want work on their squad depth. Obviously, if they're going to have the Champions League now as well. That's an that's an added competition. Obviously, they went out of the Conference League very early this season, and then also they just need to work on beating the sides they should be beating. Like we've seen them this season when they've been struggling against your likes of the mid to lower table side. So if they work on that, then you can see him pushing again next season. But yeah, a couple of couple more signings are vital for Spurs. Much agree with that. All right. Moving on then to best midfielder. Uh I'm gonna give that to Jared Bowen. Because fair. That is fair. That he has had an insane season. Um, I was to to be honest, the first thought in my head was a different West Ham player, but it is to be honest, it's a tough category. Jared Bowen has had an incredible season. I think he deserve, definitely deserves a move, but I think he's he's a level higher than West Ham, as are a couple of their other players. But I don't know what anyone else thinks whether whether they're in agreement or not. It might be a season too early for Bowen. I think. I think this season he was outstanding. That's the first time he has been that good, if you know what I mean. Are, are a Liverpool going to go and spend fifty million when they don't know if that's a like? Look at Jota; they mm-hmm. waited a couple of years to see if he was ready, and then they pounced on him. I think I could see him not replacing Salah because that's not even a thing. But like, he's a like for like replacement, isn't he? Yeah, because I say you look at the only teams you probably go for, and like Liverpool is you. It's your favourite for him to go to, and as, yeah, as, as Luke said, with Salah in the side, he doesn't really fit in at this current stage. I think one more season in a strong David Moyes side because like West Ham are probably overachieved in a sense this season. So I think one more season in a strong team like that, then yeah, it's only going to build his confidence even further, and hopefully he will be getting England call-ups. He's probably deserved from this season as well. Right, the, the squad good, comes yeah. out this week, doesn't it? I think so because there's some friendlies coming up. Like he's got to be in that. There's no shadow of a doubt. I think Southgate named like 30 players this week. If he's not in that, it's mental. But how how have we not spoke about um, Kevin De Bruyne? Mm, very fair point. He, he virtually true. won them that game yesterday. I don't know if any of you saw it, but he was a joke. If it wasn't for him, there's no way they win that match. He just, when they went 2-0 down, he picked that game up by the scruff of the neck and said, I'm I'm just going to play. Uh, it mm. was ridiculous. It he's was, insane. yeah. He, he, that was an insane performance. I think... Kevin De Bruyne is one of those where it's almost like I don't know if it's almost boring to talk about how good those Man City players are. Yeah, I it's think almost an why, obvious pick, isn't it? It, it? Yeah, but I think you it's it's difficult whether you go for an obvious pick or not because obviously the forward picks we talked about were quite, were pretty obvious as well. But with midfield, it's more kind of ambiguous, isn't it? What they actually do, whereas like with a strike with a forward, you can look at the goals that they've got. 
and then they're the obvious picks. But with midfield, it's harder to necessarily see what some midfielders do. Declan Rice was my kind of top pick. I think it's if we were to have like a most improved player, or uh, not necessarily because he was very good last season as well, but like a player who's kind of I don't know what the category would be, but basically I think like last season you could see that he was a really good defensive mid. But mm. this season he's kind of proven that he, he's more than that. Like he's carried yeah. the ball forward a little bit more. And he's even he's like uh, he's probably at that sort of elite category now where he could he's, he's he, like a world he could class get into most teams. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. definitely more of an number eight now. I think after the Euro campaign, I think he's def I think people have been paying a bit more attention to Declan Rice since that Euros campaign. Massive, massively. Yeah. I think I, I'm yeah. with George. I, I think Rice. Okay, it's very I did actually forget about that. So there's that's probably a reason why he's not <laughs> given the award. Sorry, Declan. So, so have, we, have we changed your mind, Vito? Have we won that debate? We'll give it to Declan Rice. We'll give it to him. He's been much more of an important player for West yeah. Ham. So, either way, West Ham have won that category. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, fair play to West Ham. Um, next, we're going to the Best Defender Award, uh, which I'm giving to Mohamed Salisu uh, of Southampton. Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. no, yeah, no yeah. Ch- you've got no chance of winning this one. Yeah, no. I-, I could think of 30 players that we've got. <laughs> He's been excellent, don't get me wrong, but come on. He's, he's a good player. Have you stats. actually gone for it? Uh, no. Good. That was a lie. He's a good player on his day, to be honest, but he's not in the he's not in the conversation. Southampton conceded sixty-seven goals. Um, I've obviously given it to Joel Matip. Of, I completely uh, agree. Yeah, completely. yeah, yeah. He's been very good for Liverpool. A player that you wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the season would necessarily be such an important player to Liverpool, or would potentially even outshadow Virgil Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. You know, um, you know what annoys me about team of the season, like from the Premier League or the PFA or whoever. I guarantee you now we could name six players that will be in next season's team of the season. I can almost guarantee, it, as long as there's no injury, pretty much. De Bruyne's mm-hmm. in there, Van Dijk's in there, Allison or Edison's in there, that Kane or Son, one of them will be in there. You, you just know, like Van Dijk's good and he's been good this season, but he's been nowhere near the level that Matip's been consistency-wise, like compared to where he was pre-injury. But Matip has just gone so under the radar. I, just, I think he's so good. Yeah. I'd pretty much agree with that as well. Van Dijk. Because up until up until this season, it's kind of been Van Dijk plus another centre-back who kind of doesn't really get spoken about, whether it be Matip, Gomez, um, Canate. I feel like there's someone else as well. I can't hear. Is there another centre-back? Lovren, you... Well, it used to be Lovren. There was Lovren, yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like there's just always been, like... Yeah. I just feel like there's always been a player who's kind of not been spoken about next to Van Dyke, And it's usually been Matip, to be fair. Because he's had, like, injury issues before. But this season, I think, is the first season we've kind of seen him properly come into his own. And, yeah, he probably has slightly overshadowed Van Dyke, or they've They've at least been very, like, almost on par with the performances across the season. I'd say there aren't many players besides Matip who I would consider. I think if you look kind of across the rest of the table, I think, like, Rudiger has obviously had a really good season at Chelsea. Uh, I'm trying to think who else even stands out, even if you look at, like, the 
Can, Cancelo. Mm. Yeah, Cancelo. Yeah, to be fair, we, I completely just wasn't even thinking about fullbacks at all. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got to put into the mix people like Trent and like that that kind of thing. Cancelo's definitely in there. I don't think in terms of fullbacks, I can't think of many who have had like standout seasons. They've been yeah. lower down the league. People like we've mentioned before, like Liveramento and like Kyle Walker Peters, but they're not. Southampton overall, I think, have had an awful season in the end. So yeah. like, I just don't. You know, it's not just down to them, obviously, but I think that kind of counts them out of the conversation. But it's just it hard is, to. Um, it's hard. It's hard to bring Man City into the mix this season because of the amount of injuries they've had at the back. Like they haven't really had that consistent defensive partnership. So that's why they've got these big names and great players. But it's so hard to put one of them into your team in the season because they haven't really consistently uh, consistently played. I guarantee one of them at least will be in the team of the season next to Van Dijk. Matic won't get in there. It'll be Diaz or Laporte next to Van Dijk. When, like yeah. you say, they've not they've been good defensively, but there's been so many different elements. You've had Ake, Zinchenko, Stones, whoever. Mm. I th- obviously, I think we'll get onto the team of season a bit later, but Matip has to be has to be above anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm happy with that. To be honest. Yeah. So uh, that brings us on to the next award, which is best goalkeeper, uh, which I've given to Jose Sar of Wolves. Yep, signed, sealed, delivered for me. That would have been my pick. Yep, that's what that's what I was thinking as well. To be fair, I think obviously you look at Allison and Edison; they've still had good seasons. I wouldn't say they've had standout seasons by their standards. It's not been like anything new. The first half of the season, maybe you'd look at Mendy, but I think the second half of the season has kind of, yeah, I don't think he's Completely been. I think agree. he's kind of. He's ranking quite. He's ranking low for like save percentages yeah. and stuff, isn't it? I think statistically he's kind of dropped off. It pre Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, weird. I don't quite know what's happened to him there. Don't know if it's like a confidence thing or. It's like you say, first half of the season, him Ramsdale as well. I think again, oh, second yeah, half true. of the season, he's sort of not faltered off. I think Arsenal have faltered off a little bit, and then he he sort of suffered with that. And I think one goalkeeper that never really gets mentioned that highly who is always consistent, Fabianski, he's like yeah. 37 years old. That guy That's is true. ridiculous. Like, he, he is a very good goalkeeper. Yeah, well, you would have thought when um, Ariola came in at the start of the season, you would have been a bit more mix and match with their keepers this season. But yeah, Fabianski just managed to keep him out of the sticks and say he just pulls off some uh, yeah, incredible saves. He's so, he's so good. But yeah, I think Jose Sarr was always always the winner in my eyes on this one. I think if you look in like the last quarter as well, I think Fraser Forster's had a good last quarter before he got injured again. He's like some that game against Arsenal for sure as well. Like some of the saves he was he was making then. And I saw again, today he signed for Spurs. Apparently he's having a medical and he's signing for Spurs. Well, that annoys me. So why are you going to be their second keeper now? Yeah. Yeah. He was getting yeah, shot was, at he, he in the England squad in March. I think, I think he, he was, was, yeah, yeah, he was. Can he come on? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Not sure. Came on. I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's a strange. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, I feel like it's a bit of a renaissance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strange. Okay, so that brings us on to uh, team of the season. No, it doesn't. Uh, Manager of the season. Uh, I've given it to Eddie Howe. Ish. Yeah, it was between him or Graham Potter. I just thought because you know they've done really well for their teams. Obviously, one of them has been or will be given a ton of money. Uh, so that will influence things. But I think for 
the pressure he's been putting, and uh, he's, he's he's done well. So uh, I agree. Eddie Howe. Eddie, yeah, def, definitely Eddie Howe. I think he's been... And Conte as well. It pains me to say it, but he's done so well at Spurs and I, I hope he doesn't stay there, but I think he will and I think he'll turn them into a really, really solid team. Yeah, yeah Eddie Howe. They, they had five points when he joined. After 11 games, five points, no wins. And now they finished 11th on 49 points. Uh, 27 games, 40, 42 points or 44 points, whatever it was. Yeah, because that's mm. when you talk you talk about the money, but it's like how you manage the money as well. And he's managed that team so well. That's um, the thing. Like, oh, I, yeah. Sorry, I was I was just going to say how like with they, people can say, oh yeah, they got loads of money and then brought Eddie Howe in and brought all these players in. Chris Wood has scored one goal. Trippy yeah. has been injured most of the time. The players have been obviously Bruno's been good. Um, who else has been good? Dan Burns pr- been pretty decent. Yeah, the resurgence yeah. of like Joel Eat, Joel Linson and players like that as well. Yeah, so exactly. They've been working with the squad. Thing That's is, the like, thing they've they've just put Joel Linton in his actual position, and suddenly he can play football. It's incredible, <laughs> that isn't it? Like if you actually play <laughs> somebody much. in their position, they can they can actually play football. It's mad, really, mm. isn't it? Like, yeah. But I'd also just like to say, like, I think a lot of um, he's had a lot of stick this season. But Brendan Rodgers, like Leicester, have actually finished eighth. Which, if you would have said a few games ago, even that would not have been expected. And um, you look at the injuries he's had this season, and again the amount of games. I think Leicester have actually done really well considering the circumstances this season. Yeah, I agree. And I yeah. think the the other honourable mention is uh, Thomas Frank as well. I think he's done a great job at mm. Brentford, yeah. especially since Ericsson came in. But um, mm-hmm. He's done a great job. That is true. Are we going to completely gloss over Pep and Klopp? It's a bit boring, isn't it? It's yeah, just, you know, it's a bit dull. That's what it is with them. It's just like, yeah. I, just both of them just piss me off, though. It's just like, it just seems to be like Marty Bastard after Marty Bastard. Like, they're not agreeing with what the league's doing on this or this decision or the crowd's doing this. Like, just take your position gracefully. Yeah. It's all this like yeah. mind game shit. Like, it just it doesn't make a good watching anymore. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. I used to like Klopp, but I kind of he just kind of gets on my nerves a little bit now. I prefer Pep to Klopp. I think Pep is a lot less moany and like Klopp's got some. Even the other day, I don't know if you heard when um, Villa were playing Thursday and then against City on the Sunday. Klopp had a moan up about that that they were playing Thursday Sunday. Villa aren't even his team. Like I, I don't even <laughs> don't even know. <laughs> it, just moan honest. about anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's- a bit annoying oh well <laughs> okay won't change so that brings us on to the next award which is team of the season uh there i've given go. that to brighton oh i thought you meant as in like interesting the team of the season. sorry i mean yeah club of the season right, team of the okay. season. uh oh, i've yeah. given that to brighton just because of basically barely spending any money on players and they literally what five points off uh, European place, so mm. a, a couple more wins would have got them there. So good, good for them. So I've put Especially them Especially when they had an awful spell, didn't they, for like a couple of months? If they'd have even picked up a couple of wins in there, exactly. And they've not really had a striker who's consistently performed for like the entire time they've been in the Premier League. Really, like mm. Mope. I don't think Mope's had a good season. Their other option is basically uh, well back, back. And Trossard. That's yeah. I think Mark Kukurea has had a great season. Uh, yeah, uh, like sort of left wing back. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I think overall, I think Brighton at the start of the season, you were kind of thinking like, what's going on? Like, because you expected them, you did kind of expect them to kick on in a way because Graham Potter's obviously got quite a good reputation now. But at the start of the season, it didn't quite work out. But then I think like eventually it has come good sticking with him. And um, yeah, I think they benefited from that. I'm trying to think who I would go for for team of the season. It's because there's not, I don't feel like there's loads of teams that have, I think Brentford have exceeded expectations. Yeah. Newcastle obviously have. Um, but apart from that, I don't really think there's. I'd go teams. Palace. Palace, yeah, literally. Palace, I just thought of as well. Palace is a good shout. Yeah, yeah. That's, maybe that's I'd go for, maybe I'd go for Palace to be fair. If you just like stick on Difficult. the on the striker thing for a sec, like I actually don't think it's been a great year at all for strikers. Like Ronaldo has been Ronaldo and Kane, obviously top scorers, but from other clubs, you haven't really seen a striker score that many goals this season. No, I think that definitely comes back to what we said a month or two back when we did the episode on false nines, because it's getting more and more relevant that false nines and wingers are scoring all the goals, and even mm. midfielders to an extent. But yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that the traditional nine is starting to sort of falter out of the game a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see how somebody like Haaland gets on next year. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I completely agree. Okay. Uh, next is bargain of the season. Uh, so, bargain player. Um, I'm giving that to Mark Cucurella. Christian Eriksen. Yeah. It's definitely not Chris Wood. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if it wasn't for Christian Eriksen, Brentford would be going down to the Championship right now. Yeah, and I don't even think that's just, yeah. just been from his actual... Uh, I think that's been his impact on and off the pitch as well. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's just down to his performances. I think ever since he's come in, the mind frame at Brentford has completely changed. They've won something like seven out of eight games or six out of eight games that he's played or that he started, sorry, which is ridiculous. Before that, they were they were in relegation form and now they've ended up at like 12th, 13th in the league. Mm. He he was incredible since he came in. Yeah, and I mean, we, we keep having that debate about where do we think he's actually going to be next season. I'd love to see him at Brentford still. I really I think would. I think at Brentford. I don't see why... He'd move after one season. I think, you know, he's he's basically guaranteed to start. Yeah. Every game. Does, does a loan move count as a bargain? Because I've got another one for you. Go on. Kulusevski. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's a, I think it's an obligation. So technically, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, 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 big, we're picking up but, Spurs yeah. a little bit here, which isn't isn't my favourite thing to do, but um. Yeah, Kulisevsky has been incredible since he came in. Again, I know Conte's been great and he's done well with Spurs. Get, do Spurs finish fourth without signing Kulisevsky? Mm. I'm, I'm not sure. That is true. I would also mention Jose Sarr again because I think he was like 7 mil, 7.2 mil, Yeah, I think, something like that, which for a goalkeeper, obviously, like I think... I'd probably say with a goalkeeper, it, it tends to be easier to get a good goalkeeper on a cheaper fee than any other position, maybe. I think because... It especially, Yeah, Sar's not really a good example, but in, you can get like a good goalkeeper for, who's like 34, 35 and pay less for them. So a lot of the time, if they come in and they're still performing at the same level, that tends to be a good bargain. But I just think, yeah, Jose Sar's a good shout. I think they've all been good, good shouts, to be honest. Also... Um... Ronaldo was 20 million. 
Yeah, that is yeah. a fair point. And I do think United would have been even worse off without him. Oh, for sure. He, I don't yeah, even know if they'd be top half without him. No, no, they did it. They did like an estimation where we would have been like not that many points off the relegation zone, literally like five, six points maybe. Which... Yeah, 20 million. So yeah, yeah, for me, for me, Ericsson. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. It's Ericsson. He's been an uh, he's been an inspiration to many. So yeah, um, well done to Ericsson. Um, not good color. How are we uh, doing? So what are we is it like four two to you now, Vito? So we've we've managed to sway you on two decisions, haven't we? Or yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah, we'll do that. Come, come on, boys, we can do it. <laughs> do it. Um, next one, flop of the season. Uh, I don't think there'll be any disagreements, but surprise me. Uh, what? There's two. There's got to be two. Okay, one of them's Romelu Lukaku. Who's the other? Jack Grealish, no? Because I think I see slightly Say Lukaku's a flop, but he's ended up as Chelsea's top goal scorer this season on 15. He's he's missed a lot of the season as well. He's not played loads. I think a flop's a bit harsh. He's not been great, but I think a flop is a bit bit unfair. Mm -hmm. Same with Grealish, but. I'm just thinking on a price tag value. Mm, yeah, also like Chris Wood on the price tag value since Newcastle have signed. True. Well. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout actually. Yeah, there's been a few players like I think um, this is also very harsh, but I think Veghorst at Burnley, I expected a bit more from yeah. him. Mm. I think he's he's done more than I thought off like in terms of not goal scoring, in terms of kind of like build up play and stuff. But I think he scored like, like two maybe or something in the the back end of this season. Two, he's he's only scored a handful. I my first thought, I think the obvious thought is Lukaku for a lot of people. Uh, I probably would agree, but I think it's one of those things where it's difficult with a flop. It's difficult. Like, is it their fault? Is it the the, the coach's fault? Because I do remember thinking even when Lukaku came in, like he doesn't. Obviously, it's like a good story. It's one of the. Biggest reputations of a striker, kind of. He had a great season at Inter, coming back to Chelsea. But does he fit in in under Tuchel? And it, the answer was probably no. And it's it's been proven right to a degree. I think he's been. I think it's slightly hard. I think people are a bit too harsh on him, but I think you would have to say that he's a flop, probably. Uh, with Grealish, I think again it is very difficult because of how much they rotate that front line. Yeah, I think it's hard for most players to to build consistency. Obviously, you've got some who definitely can, but to be in his first season, I think yeah, the Grealish would be a completely different player for Man City next season. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he plays even deeper next season as well. Like, he's had his first season out of the way, and I feel like he'll pre play with think a bit will. less expectation next season as well. I don't think they can afford not to spending that much money on him. They've got to find a way to get him in the team, and mm. is that maybe one of the reasons why they're playing there so bad? Because they know that a team has spent so much money on them and that they've got to find that return on investment somehow. Maybe yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. Can, can you be a flop after one season? Is that is true. Because you can, you can pull it back. Think of yeah. how many players it's taken a year to warm up. Because I suppose if we're going off Grealish and Lukaku in terms of monetary value... Um, Jaden Sancho was seventy-five million, and he's been nowhere near the player that he can be. Kappa. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's more of a flop because that's been three years. Yeah. Although he's he's won a Europa League and a Champions League. I suppose when you look at players sure, like yeah. Dolinton now, that how it can be turned around. I suppose. Ra Rafael yeah. Varane, he's done nothing compared to what we thought he was going to do. 
Yeah, that's mostly been down to injuries, but yeah, but you then you can say the same about Sancho, Lukaku, even Grealish to an extent. He's been out injured. It is, uh, yeah, it is a difficult one. It's, it's 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 difficult in terms of like what do you classify as a flop? And probably in the grand scheme of things, I'd say one season probably is too too early to call someone a flop. But I don't know. It is, yeah, it's a, it is a tough one. I'm happy with Lukaku personally, but I'm also wouldn't be the end of the world for me if. Mm. If anyone, changed. I'd also just like because I think Deli Ali as well since his move to Everton. I think it's are you just what is going on with with Deli Ali? It's like oh, he's got that 20, 20 between twenty and forty million price tag depending on how, how how often he's played and he hasn't started a game since he's been there. Like it must be a mentality thing. You've got to say he, did, he started the uh, the five one loss to Arsenal on Sunday. No, there you go. He's <laughs> working forty million price tag now. <laughs> I think if you're going flop, I think you've got to give him more than one season. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's true. It's a difficult one. I don't know if I'm. <laughs> I really don't know. But then I suppose if, if Vito said Lukaku, are we sticking with Lukaku? Or are we changing? Or I unless, don't know. Unless we've got a better argument, I suppose. That's the thing. I feel How like all the arguments are like equal. Or Fer- Ferran Torres from Man City. He came. Yeah. Didn't play really. Possible. Cost them fifty million. Then left in January. Was there eighteen months? That's no, true. It is so hard to like determine what a flop is. So I'm, I'm happy. I'd be I'm more happy. inclined to give it to Deli Ali now, actually, because you know, one of the two main signings that they had in January, and he's essentially given him. Well, he's found no way to get himself in that team. He's not really contributed to them staying up at all. And, and also, at the minute, he's not cost them anything. Mm. So, yeah, can you be a flop if you're free? Whatever it's probably well, cool. cost at least twenty mil, but yeah. his price tag went up. So it would I don't even think he's worth twenty million pounds. The player he is now at the moment. No, but if he was the if he's the player he was in twenty sixteen, he's worth quadruple that. Like yeah. it just mm. depends if they can get him back to I think it's an attitude problem. I really do. I think it's like a yeah. it's another Ravel Morrison or another one of those where the attitude is just so poor, but I think, yeah, for sake of agreement, let's let's go with just go with Lukaku. Okay. Next, so uh, that brings us on to the next award, which is best super sub, uh, which I can think of one really. So I kind of just gave it to uh, Johan Wisser of uh, Brentford. Actually, I really like him. To be fair, because yeah. he has, I swear, he has come on and scored as a sub quite often. I did base it on stats. So. Yeah. Yeah, he has right. come on and contrib- contributed more goals from sub because I think most of his appearances have been from sub substitute position, like majority of them, like <clears throat> eighteen out of twenty nine or something like that. Mm. So yeah, I think well, I think if you're going to look uh, of all time over the last few seasons, I think obviously now he's leaving Liverpool. Divock has got to be yeah mentioned there. I know he's obviously hasn't really done it too much this season, but. I mean, I feel like Liverpool are going to miss a player like him now. I, I know like, Firmino doesn't really have the same impact when he comes off the bench, um, especially now Diaz is starting. I mean, Jota's done it a couple of times when he's been on the bench, but I think they are going to really miss a player like Origi. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Especially when AC Milan already have one of the best super subs that's ever played in the Prem. Giroud, <laughs> like ridiculous off the bench, ridiculous. Yeah. Frustrated yeah. me many times, especially think- this season. 
I think Johan Visser, yeah, I don't think I have anything that trumps Visser. Yeah, I literally, I couldn't, I had to look at stats to find this one. I could not think of, I, I, I was thinking about Jota, but he's actually started most of the games. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't give it to him. Um, so we can, uh, I don't think there's any more arguments is there on that one. So uh, we can move on no, to the I'm next happy one. That. Uh, next one, uh, we're going to best beard. Um, well, out of the four of us here. Oh, it would be George. <laughs> yeah, four of us, definitely. But um, that could be another debate. Yeah, yeah I've <laughs> given it to Jose Sarr. It was between him or maybe Neves, but Neves' beard is a bit scruffy. So again, Giroud could have won that category. <laughs> yeah, your 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 friend Giroud. I feel like I feel like Wolves are a good bearded, like a good fit team of beards. That, that Wolves have a great team if beard. <laughs> It's the Portuguese yeah, they do. beard, isn't it? I don't know. I can't. To be, I'm trying to think of people. Yeah, it's the Portuguese. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. George, have you got a bit of Portuguese yeah, in you? My least favourite. Not, not that I'm aware of. I might yeah. do somewhere. I'll have to dig the family tree out and have a little look. Um, I'm trying to I think. You're looking at my moustache on here. It's like my moustache is like slanted. I need to give it a bit of a shape up. Looks like I'm talking <laughs> of the list, doesn't it? You better get yourself ready for your big weekend coming up, mate. Oh yeah, I will be. I will be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not actually not. I haven't. I'm not going my hair until afterwards, though. Is that an omen, just in case? Yeah, I haven't cut it since the start of April. We've done well ever since, so uh, I'm going to cut a couple of days after Wembley. Yeah, but then what about if you get relegated? That could be because of your hair. Well, then I'm just going to go for uh, one all over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best beard. I don't want to think of more. This has stumped me, this has. I know the best beard of all time in football is that, is it Davide Moscadelli? And there's like an Italian player who just had like, his beard was insane. I think he played in Serie B, like up until, I don't know when he retired. Uh, um, I can't see a better beard than, uh, let's see. Can, uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to Google it now. Can see that? Uh, who is that? Jose mm. Sarr, kind of. Oh, it's Jose. Oh, yes, Jose Sarr. Yeah, Jose Sars is all right. Remember, um, it's decent. I got a twofold one. Do you remember Bruno who used to play for Brighton? His yeah. beard was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Also, one of your old uh, players, George, Mila Yedinak. Oh, yeah, it would have been him hands down if he still played for Villa. Yeah, Yedinak. Yeah, Yedinak was a good shout. Good skin no, fade. Actually, I've got a beard. Joe Ledley. I've got Joe Ledley, yeah. Allison. Allison's is decent, yeah. Allison's is a good beard. Mm. Depends if you like a long one or depends how you, depends how you like your beard. It is true. Uh, what I love is that we're discussing this on a Monday night. That is a fantastic beard. I'm still going to give it to Jose Sarr though. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm happy with Jose Sarr. Yeah, I'm cool. all right with that. Uh, next award is best ass. Um, John McGinn. McGinn yeah. or Raheem Sterling. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Hazard think- old. Yeah, Hazard probably would have been top. He's got yeah, McGinn's one of those weird players. He's like, McGinn's such an odd like player to watch. The way that he just like runs and the way that he just the way that he, he is uses his bum. Strange. He uses his bum to run. It's so weird. <laughs> he like runs with it sticking out. And he like he like get the ball. He'd be stood still with the ball, and he like rotates in, <laughs> like on the spot. Just the way that he's just such a weird sort of style of play, but it works. It just works. Does seem to help him. 
Yeah, it does. No, but I've seen actual, like, I swear The Athletic did an article about, like, footballers using their asses to, like, help them during the game. Like, there's actual, like, articles yeah. about it, and I've like, heard stuff about it as well. McGinn definitely it's... does. Oh, I, I yeah. assume, are we going on best bum in terms of he uses his bum, or are you talking in terms of best looking? <laughs> Uh, could be both. Good question. Uh, we don't discriminate. I'm, in, I'm intrigued because I don't know if I can comment on best looking because I don't know what you look for, really. But um, yeah, I think That's best true. used bum would be John McGinn. Yeah, I mean, they've basically they did make they did dedicate a running style on FIFA to Raheem Sterling, which is T Rex. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. That is true. Raheem Sterling is definitely up there. But I think it's difficult because I think there's some players who you, you you put them in this category, but they actually, it's hard. The, the, it, yeah, it's a good question. Like, is it how good it actually is in terms of appearance or like what they do with it? I think John McGinn probably fits into the, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. He fits into the how, how he uses it category 100%. Uh, with, uh, I think that's, we're probably better off doing it that way. Yeah, I think we're yeah, yeah, we don't want to uh, look sass. <laughs> But, yeah, um, let's let's go John McGinn then. I think. Okay, John yeah. McGinn, moving swiftly on. Uh, next to best teeth. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm going to give it's it to got to be Firmino, no? Firmino or Jurgen Klopp? Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, they've got the same dentist. It all counts. Yeah, yeah, they got um, same dentist as Jaws from double um, from James Bond. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I can't look beyond them to be honest. No one else brings to mind apart from like Firmino. Yeah, no, than I think Firmino. Yeah, Firmino. yeah. I'm happy with Firmino as well. Fairly white teeth. All good. All happy with that. Yeah. Okay. No arguing with that one. Uh, next award is teacher's pet, uh, which I'm going to give to Ben Me. <laughs> Because uh, somehow he he's uh, been chosen to be assistant manager at Burnley temporarily, and he's uh, done pretty well up until the last fateful day. So, uh, Burnley the teacher's pet. I'm trying to think who else could fit into this category. Is there anyone who's right? Do any of you listen to Peter Crouch podcast? Yeah, so Aaron Ramsdale was on there the other week, and. He said that Martin Odegaard is parched, which basically means teacher pet in on yeah. Peter Crouch podcast. So, I, off purely off of listening to that, I'll go Martin Odegaard. Yeah, I, I listen to that as well. So I'll um, <laughs> I'll second that vote. Yeah, I'm oh, happy. Let's let's take a point off veto. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll happily I'll side I'll side with Odegaard. Why yes, not? Yeah. Why not? I can't think of anyone else. No one else brings to mind, to be honest. So. Yeah, more than happy. I suppose Ben Mead did betray his teacher, so... Yeah. Yeah, he's like the opposite. That. <laughs> yeah, he just got with the teacher's missus now, hasn't he? So. What a bastard. Uh, so, uh, he's got, he's next... gone for the teacher's son. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, next, we're going to Gentle Giant, uh, who I've given to uh, Wout Weghorst, because he's very tall. Is he gentle? I don't uh, think he's not, so he fits in. Um, I'm just going to look at his stats see if he's tackled anyone <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah ever. zero tackles um, yeah, I think it's probably the utilisation of the height I mean that's you say yeah. that about Chris Wood again it's like he hasn't scored he's scored one goal for for Newcastle since he's gone in his record for Burnley this season wasn't great either uh, Chris Wood. weird signing Chris Wood to be fair 
But then but I guess the end, like it's, with... it's relegated Burnley, isn't it? So at, at the time, well, yeah, it's like it's tactical. When you watch it, he was like it was it was a clever move because if he's not good, you've taken a good player for Burnley away. But if he is good, then because like six months ago, everyone would have said yesterday's game, Newcastle Burnley would have been a fight to stay up. Mm. Just because mm. of how good Newcastle have been, it wasn't. But I remember that, how everyone was like, in everyone was like, oh my god, look what like Burnley have just like finessed everyone by like getting rid of Chris Wood and signed like Veghorst for like, was it like 11, 12 mil or something? Yeah. I don't know, it might have even been less than that. So, like, and like people classifying Veghorst as being a better player, which he probably. I, I expected him to be more effective than he has been, to be honest. I think it's been a bit of a letdown. But, yeah, he pro- uh, he probably would fit into this category just based off being tall, which I don't know if that's an achievement or not. But Dan, Dan Byrne? Yeah, Dan Byrne's a good shout. I'm just trying to think of tall people at this point. A lot of goalkeepers would surely fit into the category as well. Is there any, are there oh, any like, nice goalkeepers? Yeah, Forster's like six foot nine or something ridiculous, isn't he? Yeah, for, yeah Forster's massive. There's a lot yeah. of like goalkeepers who aren't gentle though at the minute, like sort of shit house goalkeepers about like Ramsdale, Pickford, mm-hmm. probably others as well. Pickford's far from a giant there. How much are we focusing on the gentle part, or is that just basically I'm yeah, just basically on how giving in a war for being the tallest player? <laughs> just the tallest player. Just just genetically they've managed to be the tallest. Dan Burns tallest outfield player. Um, I'm happy with Dan Byrne. I'm happy with Veghorst. Um Chris Wood is quite tall. I'm trying to think who else is who else is tall. There's not like your classics like Peter Crouch anymore. Lucina Traore, mm. John Car- John Carew was was pretty tall. Well, I, I'm trying to think even at Villa, who's the tallest player? Probably Ryan Fraser. Probably, probably Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan Fraser. Brian Fraser's like, is he like 5'4 or 5'5? Yeah, he's 5'4. Yeah. Yeah, because him, yep. him and Dan Byrne did an interview the other week and they're the uh, tallest and smallest player in the Premier League. They have a lot, yeah, to be fair, there's not, I feel like there's a lot of tall and a lot of small players at Newcastle because they got like Almiron, who I feel like was pretty small. Trippier. Yeah, Trippier, Trippier yeah. Sam Maximan's probably relatively small, I would have thought. I don't know. But yeah, I'm happy with either of those. Veghorst, Dan, Dan Byrne. Maybe Dan Byrne, but I don't know if anyone else is, yeah, cares that much to change it. Yeah, I'll take Dan Byrne. So, yeah, we've taken another point off Vita. Okay, all right. Come on. Um, <laughs> so, that brings us on to the next award, which is uh, Best Haircut. Um, this was a difficult one. Uh, I've given it to Phil Foden just because of the Paul Gascoigne. Okay. Yeah, I, I rate what you've done there, actually. Yeah, I like it. I'm trying to think. Oh, I'd have rated it more if we actually won the Euros. But um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's forget about that. Um, uh, otherwise, I would have said maybe Jaden Sancho because he's always got a, a decent haircut. Jesse Lingard. I'm trying to think of haircut. who's got like a like a, a like a fre- like a kind of fresh looking fade every yeah. single time you see them. If it was based on Europe, I'd have to give it to Arturo Vidal. Hands down, because I think he gets his haircut two or three times a week. Most players do, though. If you listen to interviews, yeah. most mm. of them get multiple haircuts a week. Oh god, I like. I feel like Douglas Louise is always on top of his, but it's not really the most exciting. I'm trying to think if anyone's got slightly out there kind of style that works for them. Gre- Grealish, 
Yeah, I mean, Grealish is yeah quite an obvious. His is out I feel there. Like, yeah. I feel like his used to look better than it does now, though. I feel like he's just too... When he pushed it back, it looked better than now how it is like coming forward. Like It's more like curtain-y sort of now, but, but I like, prefer he used to have it, to be fair. What's the Brighton player called with the long hair? The what player? Oh, Kukurea. Kukurea, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, to be fair. That's thing is, iconic, thing like, is with Grealish, it's like, could anybody else pull that off? Is the way I think of it. Like, uh, you definitely see people around Birmingham trying to, and it definitely doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's a, you do see. I've seen a fair few people around around Birmingham before and the surrounding Again, areas. This is another award that Giroud would have been up for a couple of years ago. That's true. His is always yeah. fresh. Yeah, he yeah he definitely would have been in there. Uh, again, a lot of the a lot of the wolves, the Portuguese wolves players, like I feel like a lot of the Portuguese Spanish players, a lot of the time they have a decent yeah haircut. I've literally just Googled best Premier League haircuts and the amount of pictures on my screen of Olivier Giroud is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm still Coutinho. getting uh, I'm saying Phil Foden. Yeah, Foden, Foden for... Coutinho is a good shot, actually. Foden for um, the, the, the cut that it was trying to emulate Gaza. Yeah, I'm happy with that. More, right. out of, like, more kind of out of why, like the reason behind it as well. <laughs> Yeah, I like uh, that. I'm happy with it. Okay. And then uh, we're, we're going on to the... Our debates are so much like... We're harder debates is on the arse, on the hair. On the, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. it was on the forwards and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of just trying to think of as many as possible. Um, but uh, we're going on to Dickhead of the Season Award. Um, this was between two and two players only, or maybe not two players, but... Um, it was either Wilfred Zaha or Richarlison. Uh, I'm giving it to Richarlison because he's the biggest cunt there is. And he took his top off and celebrated to against Lincoln City in uh, round of 16. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. That's, um, that, that's one of the worst things I think you can do in football is like celebrate against like a lower league the shop town. Yeah. Like, oh God. Like, didn't Aubameyang do that once? He did like a flip against like he done like, didn't team. he get a mask out or something like the FA Cup third round? Like I think he's worn a few masks sake. before, like uh, Batman, Spider Man, Black Panther. He might have won. Mm. I'd like to give Easily. a shout out to um, to Lukaku for that interview he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a that's a dickhead move. Mm. Yeah, that's but he like, isn't that a was dickhead. a proper that was a proper dickhead move though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a dickhead it move, was. but. I still don't think he's a dickhead. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. So wait, what, what's the actual title? Is it the moment? Is it a moment, or is it an actual just a person? <laughs> just over the season, their general vibe. Yeah, I'd, they, I'd give it to Richarlison to be fair. Yeah, Richarlison or, or Sahar. I'm happy with either of them because he's a knob as well. He's a yeah. knob, but it's like with Son. With Son, yeah. I like him as a person. But like on field is what's annoying. But I don't know yeah. whether for me that I don't know if that classifies him qualifies him enough. For no, he does no. play for Tottenham, so I think we have to give him that. Hmm. And then you, yeah, also, you, if you're thinking like from a diving perspective, Salah. Mm. True. Are there <clears> any <throat> managers as well? Clock. Oh, dickhead managers. I yeah. thought Clock. Clock. Yeah. Straight away. Clock. Clock. 
I just don't like Lampard in general. Oi. <laughs> I know what you mean. Is for some, there's something as a manager that I he just doesn't give me that much confidence. Yeah, but nah. I don't mind him as a person. He's, I think, he, yeah, I think he's, he's right. actually not. Uh, I'm probably biased, but I don't think he's been given the credit he deserves as a manager. To be fair, mm, I don't know. I'm on the it's I'm hard. on the scale there. Like I I say, I think I don't mind him as a person. I just think as a manager, he's like a derby was helped out quite a lot of his loan players. Still at I mean, he, had, he had three three big loan players, but you still look at the rest of the squad he had to work with there. Chelsea, he had a transfer ban. He had to incorporate youth players from the Championship to a Champions League side. And mm. Everton, I don't think we can judge him yet. Yeah, mm. I, think, I think time will still tell. I think let's let's see how he gets on next season and we'll, the verdict will be out, I think, with Lampard. But Yeah, imagine what it would be like giving him a full season at Everton. He'll definitely uh, be bottom of the table there. Yeah, that's we'll difficult to see what, what Everton will do next season. I actually have no idea. I think that's another video on its own. <laughs> oh, definitely. There's we've all we've manner got, of different content to come out. We've got loads of time. I think we should try and make it our goal between now and the start of the season. We do a, a video on each of the 20 Premier League clubs for next season. Yeah, I like that. Fingers crossed. And I'm hope, well, Aaron's a Leeds fan now, apparently, according to our group. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. I don't know what was going on last night. Yeah. Funny yesterday. Every, so. every, everything goes well on on Sunday for Jack. Then we may all have a Premier League club to support next season. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, I've got my fingers crossed. I hate Huddersfield. Same. I'd much rather see Forest come up than Huddersfield. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I have a bit of a soft spot. I think I, it's it's mainly from doing a Forest career mode. Like I just have a soft spot. <laughs> soft spot for him. That's the Midlands club coming up. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, we've got like, like next manager after your season with uh, not, Forest. Not Prim. after Steve Cooper, mate. I couldn't take I couldn't take uh, filling issues. No. <laughs> but we've got like about eight eight weeks or nine weeks, I think. Something no, ten weeks we've got to the Premier League start. So that's we can try and get two videos a week, one on each club before the season starts to like preview preview next season. I think that'd be a good shout. Give yeah. it a go. Definitely yeah, give it a go. Happen, yeah. Any other things we do as well? Yeah, plenty of options. All right, then. Um, three more awards left to give. Um, actually, four. Uh, Dickhead, manager Dickhead of the Year goes to Jurgen Klopp. Agreed. Uh, moving yeah, on. Busted. Yeah. We don't need to Moving chat. on. Yeah. Um, most likely to get injured. Um, Leon Bailey. Leon Bailey's had a rough season, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. Like, I don't know. It's just weird, but yeah, he does feel like he's been out injured for the entire season at this yeah. point. He's yeah, had a few well, good moments. We can get apart from that. Probably why I wouldn't necessarily yeah. give him flop of the season because he hasn't really had much of an opportunity to have a run of games. So mm. hopefully, he has spent the summer finding a way to get over his injuries. Not not having to rush back into anything. Yeah. Um, so I found a lot of players have been forced to carry on with injuries. There was one game where I think Tyler Roberts for Leeds got injured and yeah, for some that. reason he didn't come off. He was just carrying on and he literally couldn't run with the ball. They were just passing it and he'd just pass it away straight away and he was still on the pitch for another yeah. five well, minutes. Well, I think on Leeds, you got to say Patrick Bamford as well. Like He's had a very unfortunate season. That's I think true. He, he was fit the other day, yeah, then he got COVID, like so he couldn't even yeah. play on. Yeah, oh, God. The weekend. Can you imagine that? So 
To be fair, Bamford's a good shout. Half the yeah. Leeds team's a good shout. Like I'm, Phillips. I'm with I'm with Bamford. I like, but yeah, yeah. I think he's just had such bad luck this season because people like Bailey. I'd say I think he's he's had a, a bit of a reputation as being injury prone before. Mm. So I don't know whether that. I don't know if Bamford has or not. I can't really remember if he has. I can't think uh, of his other. Well, I, I don't. I think when he's been in this, he's had like niggling injuries, but he's never had the amount of like long-term injuries he's had this time. Like he came back and then he got injured again after a game, but it's a different injury. So it's a yeah. big thing about playing under playing under Bielsa. I think a lot of people blamed it on on mm. that. That's why Leeds have so many injuries because of how high intensity it was, which may or may not. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll um, find out next season. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Okay, uh, and the next award, um, I'm putting this on especially for it. Um, uh, most likely to develop a drug addiction. Um, uh, I'm giving that to Jack Grealish for obvious reasons. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. Fair enough. Most likely to allegedly develop a drug addiction, might I say. Um, allegedly enough. Jack Grealish. Trying to think who else would be in this category. Uh, I'm gonna. Are we doing it on? We're doing it on Premier League players from this season. I'm gonna yeah. say any of the Norwich players just to numb the pain of having to play for Norwich every other season. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is true. Yeah, Timu Puki. Yeah, let's go Timu the, Puki. There you go. Having to carry the attack. He tries his best. Yeah, well, Timu Puki. I'll say that. Allegedly. Yeah. Not yeah, holding after me. his game against Son in the North London derby. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the okay. Watford players after their like meet their like ninth manager and have to reintroduce themselves again or someone else. All the Liverpool players because they seem to be very good at doping, apparently. Oh yeah. I've seen all this stuff about how the Liverpool play the Liverpool players and um won't get into it now. I don't know whether we'll talk about it at another point, but in terms of their fitness, it's all, it's all a little bit mad. Yeah. Um we can move swiftly on from that one. Uh Jack Grealish, give it to Jack Grealish because you know. What, what about our Timu Puki shout? Well, I don't know because we've actually seen pictures of Jack Grealish. With That's his, not, uh, not as alleged, is it? That that was sort of was, true to an extent. That was nothing true. illegal, I don't think. But no, 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 nothing illegal. Apparently, we'll see. We don't know. I still think Jamie Vardy's a good shout as well. It looks yeah. like Jamie Vardy. Uh, have we forgot shout. Jamie Vardy? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm on that. I'm on Jamie Vardy. Like his, like his snus, his Red Bull. Oh, yeah. Have a little, little Did you uh, hear that story? Um, I don't think he was actually in the book, oh. but there was that fake story about him and the dog. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember that. Where I think he, it was. I, I think he might have been playing for Stourbridge and or someone. And they had just won the league and he was really pissed. And uh, they had a, a real dog as their mascot. And um, as a celebration, he put Stella in, a pint of Stella into the dog bowl. Uh, it drank it all. And then he put another one in and another one in. And then I think the next day the dog was dead. And um, <laughs> oh. they didn't... I don't know if it's true, though. It was him until he put it in the book. Mm. But I, I, I think it wasn't actually in the book. So unfortunately, that story's not real. Well, I say let's say Jamie Vardy. I think Jamie Vardy's one. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Wait, wait, wait. So we've got how many? How many we've got left now, Vito? Because I want to know what the scores are. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been Sorry. keeping count. No. Oh, what? You had right. one job. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out eventually. <laughs> we'll, we can we can watch it back if anything. We, and... we can tweet it out. 
Mm. Yeah, Definitely. if um, if the editor can do it, just maybe put a put a, a, a final score maybe in the bottom corner if that's possible. If please and thank you. Um, we've got one more <laughs> award left, oh. and unless someone else can think of another one after me, but um, I don't well, know. I've got we've... I've got one unless this is the one that I think it is. Um, no, this is most likely to go missing, and no one would notice award. Okay, um, that's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Martin Kelly of um, of Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. he, just, he left Palace today. What? I saw, I saw a post on Instagram. Uh, okay, former Crystal Palace player, <laughs> Martin Kelly, for the Premier League season. Uh, um, from, what I, from what I'm aware of, I don't think he was actually injured for any of it. He just played maybe one or two games this season. I've got one. Right. Danny Rose. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I was gonna say any like like any Watford manager because they literally could have just they could have just been sacked. I've got one, uh, Ashley Fletcher from what uh, from Watford. Yes, um, he he's been on loan at New York New York Red Bull since January, and I found out this morning. Mm. So that's four <laughs> months. I didn't know he weren't there. I don't know why he's even at Watford. He, like he's on he's, he's on loan at New York Red Bulls somehow. So there mm. you go. That that's my input. Mad. So I'm either, happy with any of those. I'd say it's either like the whole of Watford or uh, or Martin Kelly. <laughs> I feel like there are like Southampton squad players and stuff that like Shane Long. Van Eyland. Yeah, no. Shane Long. I'm trying to think of like backup players at like at like the smaller clubs, but I can't think of any like Norwich backup players. Like Kenny McLean, has he still been playing? I don't know. Um, I like that story about Ashley Fletcher just not being there for. Yeah, he's been gone since January. <laughs> the, the Norwich still up. have the Norwich still have Christoph Zimmerman because if he they do, on, he was on loan somewhere in the Championship. Ah, uh, right, because he's one of those players. I feel like the last time they were in the Prem, he was injured for the entire season or something, and then he was injured for like I don't know if he's still still out. Oh, here you go. Club. I got another one. Kennedy, Chelsea. He started his first game for Chelsea in five years yesterday. Did he wow. get an assist or did yeah. he got an assist, didn't he? Set yeah, Havertz, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he came Not back bad. in January, started yesterday and got an assist. But his first appearance for Chelsea for five years. Do they count if they are on loan at another club, not in the same league? Give us uh, your I idea. Think, I think in uh, Luke's case, no, because... Uh, okay, otherwise yeah, I would have said either Matt Miazga or maybe Michael Hector for Chelsea. Michael Hector left permanently years ago. What? He went to Fulham permanently about three years ago. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Because he's, they, he's it just was been their, released, It was I their think, season in the Championship two years ago. They signed him and then he joined in the January permanently and they made it out like they were signing Van Dyke and it was like they were signing Michael Hector. It was like a massive thing. Oh, okay. Not him then. Uh, Matt Miazga. Yeah. Or William, like, Saliba. Like, William Saliba. Literally yeah. anyone Chelsea who's out on loan. Mm. Pretty well, much. I, the list I, isn't I'd as like long say, as it was. I'd like to say Danny Rose. I think Danny Rose is a yeah, good Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good shout. Because he, he played the first couple of games for Watford and then, like, he just, ever since then, just gone missing. Like, he, I actually thought he was going to do quite well at Watford this season. But even at Newcastle, yeah. when they're on loan, he didn't really do anything there either, so. Another attitude problem. But I, think I think he comes across quite sure. well. So, like, I've seen him in documentaries and stuff. I've I always had his... Issues yeah. off the pitch, I think. Mental okay. health issues and stuff, maybe. I think I'm not too sure. 
I can't remember what it's been with Danny Rose, but... Yeah, I, agree, I, yeah. I, I watched the video he did with Ben Foster when he first signed, and I thought, you know what, he's at, I think he'd actually do quite well at Watford, but... Yeah. Not. not sure what's happened there. There must be some more, like, reserve players that, like... Uh, does Crystal Palace have, like, Riedewald still, whatever his name is? Yeah. Gyro Riedewald? Yeah, I don't do. feel like... I, I don't know if he plays. I'm not sure. There's probably loads of players that I can't... Ross Barkley. Like, yeah, um, Ross Barkley. Yeah. He, he hadn't been in a Chelsea squad since the 8th of January, and he come on in the FA Cup final. Take a penalty. Hmm. At least he scored. He did. Yeah. Not that it mattered. No. No. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I'm happy with any of those shouts. I don't know what we're going with. Anything to nick a point off Vito. So, Danny Rose it is. Yeah, Danny Rose okay. is. <laughs> uh, I'm just uh, tying up the score. Oh. Come on, uh, boys. The Leon Bailey one, did it, who won that? Uh, most likely to get injured. Bamford. Bamford. That's it for me then. Oh, uh, yeah. Jack yeah. Grealish for drug addiction, yes or no? No, we went Fardy, didn't we? Okay. And um, Martin Kelly was an L. So... One, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, seven, eight. I think I got eight out of nineteen. I think you won by eleven. I mean, eleven, 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 eight. God, oh, that's not too bad. That's relatively almost even. Not bad. Come on, I'm the happy. Boys. Well, I think that's yeah. overall that's decent. We've I think we've all done well in terms of putting our. Uh, putting our views across, it's been good. And I think we should we should do a side side note video over the the coming days for our actual team of the season. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. we, I I know we, did a, we did a midway point one, but I think yeah, I think there's, there's, there's definitely, definitely some changes, changes yeah. definitely some changes. So mm-hmm. I think get that done as quickly as we can. Okay, All right, we can do that. Uh, I like so I think that just about wraps it up in terms of the awards. Uh, Thank you for every, everyone for being a part of it. And uh, thank you to everybody who has watched or listened. So uh, anyone else got anything else to add? Thank you for hosting, mate. Yeah, thank yeah. You. cheers. I'm trying to some, think. I don't know if anything Some weird and wacky awards on. there. And very good. Definitely didn't think I'd be talking about John McGinn's arse tonight. Mm. So no. Very good. Never, like, never. Makes a nice change. Makes a nice change. Yeah. More than happy with that. Uh, the only shout out from me is obviously we've got the, the Forest pod coming up at the end of the week. Um, that's scheduled for Friday, so give that a listen. And then hopefully watch your space for Premier League team of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all good. Cool. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>